So Apurva, what do we talk about? So we are going to talk about um, my experience in Taiwan, my, what is the culture, what is, what is the culture and from my perspective, obviously, and uh, why did I end up in the field of languages? What is my experience in this field? And um, I guess what I'm planning to do with them in future. Yeah. And we also talk about your love for Japanese and how you started <laughs> teaching. Um, hopefully, yeah. this is not the only episode that we're doing. Yeah, let's get started. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Try with Ping. This is Ping Robert, and in this podcast, we will cover a range of different topics from culture, languages, and underrepresented stories. Join me with a cup of chai and listen to these stories. Welcome back to Try with Pink. Today, I whoo-hoo, this is a very exciting guest that I'm meeting. Um, we met in Haryana, Delhi area, when I was teaching in the university, and she was one of the brightest students. Um, she's right now in Hyderabad. She graduated from law school, and I'm just so excited to hear from her and her stories. Hi, Aprova. Hi, Ping. Hi, everyone. Hi. Um, <laughs> hi, the world. <laughs> hi, the world. Yeah. Okay. So um, tell me, when did you graduate from Jindal? I graduated in 2018. 2018. So it's almost been two years. And uh, we haven't met each other for some time after I left. Oh, India. I guess five years. Yeah. So, so what did you do in between? <laughs> um, I graduated law school. I started studying Japanese and French. And two years later, I started working at Amazon. Wow. Okay. So, the, okay. Let's go back to a little bit about your background. So, mm -hmm. what would you want us to know about you? Um, nothing much. I'm like from a normal Indian family, I guess. Um, and um, I started studying law because I didn't want to go into what everyone was doing that was engineering and medicine. So that is like something everyone does in India, like most of the population. So I was not interested in uh, medicine or engineering. And uh, I discovered I had an aptitude for analytical and logical reasoning. Uh, so I, my father actually gave me the suggestion, why don't you try law? Because you seem to like arguing so much. I realized later that it's actually... <laughs> he said that? <laughs> yeah, he said that. Because I have this thing, I always question, what is this? Why is it like this? This, this, this. So it's actually a misconception that such people make good lawyers. But yeah. at that time, I was like, why not? Yeah. And I loved what I was studying. I was because I love analytical and logical reasoning and that's what you study for when you are preparing for class. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, from that time uh I somehow got into Jindal. I started uh, studying in Jindal and uh, to say the truth, the subjects are amazing. The kind of subjects Jindal exposes you to, no other law school in India does, in my opinion. 
Oh wow, uh, we're, we're the best ambassadors for Argentina. <laughs> not the best, but uh, I'm pretty sure you will not find a subject related to Harry Potter in any other university. Ah, uh, we actually okay. had an elective for Harry Potter, something regarding Harry Potter law or something. I'm okay. like, oh my god, <laughs> and uh, of course Chinese. I mean, I don't think anybody. any university i haven't heard so far especially during that time having a chinese uh, embassy associated language center in the university and when i first heard about it i had no idea that i would be studying a new language and uh, that's when i met you first laosh <laughs> so active and you know so lively and yeah you and another laoshir and uh, i was like i need to study this language it's something different it's yeah. something that not everyone is able to do you know mm. a lot of people are able to study law but not everyone is able to succeed in languages that's right so i was right. like why not and uh, to tell the truth your language center became sort of a heaven for me after my drudgery with the law classes yeah 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 i mean as awesome as they are they are mentally exhausting yeah. and uh, language when you were teaching languages it was sort of like ha huh, i'm getting back my what do you say chi oh, i'm yeah. rejuvenating my chi yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were back to your so, interest and hobby yeah so it just it just uh, how to say this that mental exhaustion was gone from the classes kind of reduced and i still remember i'm really sorry that i forgot the teacher who first started teaching us was not you it was another teacher uh is it is it peichen laoshi i'm not sure is it so something with z I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wang Yu 老师 Yeah. Hi, Wang Yu 老师 Yeah. She's back in <laughs> Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I still remember this phrase. Uh, 我的小高在哪里 I it, it was just like she repeated it so many times that I still remember that phrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> my definitely. Yeah, Wang Yu 周老师 That's right. That's right. Um. So just for a little background for the listeners, um, Apurva and I we met in OP Jindo University. So if you're Indians, you probably have heard the Jindo Steel. It's a huge uh, steel company, and、uh, Jindo University is one of their um, I guess the educational side of it. Um and, um、uh, Jindo also has the first Taiwan education center in India. So um that's how you know I. Got to teach Mandarin and also share the culture of Taiwan and China and to to the Indian population, and that's how we met, right? Yeah, not、cool. just that we celebrated so many Chinese festival. The the I mean the paper kite. I don't know what's that called. The oh, the、kite. lantern, the sky lantern. The lantern festival, yeah. yeah. So we still did that after you left so many times.、Yes. I think、yeah. that's a tradition, and also actually September is coming, so、um, I, I'm pretty sure. But、um, no, it's being, coronavirus yeah, time. The p- <laughs> pandemic started. I don't really know if anyone is still on campus. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the classes are going on right now, or if they are. You know. From home online classes, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I should probably get in touch with the teachers over there. Yeah, I don't know any students on that campus anymore because you all of you guys graduated. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you you were one of my newest batch, and then you went along. So you were also one of my oldest students that you.、Mm-hmm. So I was there for three years, and then I think we worked together for three years, and that was just so much fun. Yeah, I totally then, enjoyed that time. <laughs> after your three years, I actually because of your recommendation, I worked as a language assistant as well over there. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so many apologies to the teacher because fourth year was oh so hectic. Yeah. But yeah, it was really fun when I could make it. I made sure I went and I assisted her. But yeah. uh yeah, sometimes I just had to disappoint her by not going because of all the assignments and all that we were bombarded with during that time. Yeah. She、and、was really was patient、that? with me. Oh. Sorry. Was it Japanese? No, Laoshi.、Uh, Chinese only. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay, so you were working at TEC. Yeah, I mean, not exactly working.、Um, oh, I remember I asked you how I, I want to keep up with the language because we are done with three years, right? Yeah, There is、yeah. nothing more you, after three years. So、yeah. you suggested why don't you try just helping the teacher over there when、yeah. she's teaching? That way you will. Remembers some sort of a revision will go on when yeah, you are yeah, helping. So yeah. that's what I did. But、uh, oh. yeah. Did you work with Kai Yun 老师 Yeah. Ah, okay. Hi, Kai Yun 老师 out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to tag her on this episode. Oh wow. Okay. And then I remember during your three years、um, learning with me that you went to Taiwan for an internship. Could you talk about? Yeah.、That? Uh, so I went to Taiwan during my first year. So I don't know. I think I was just.、Uh, I hope I don't know if everybody heard of this、uh, this institution called ISEC. So ISEC. I was browsing through ISEC and I came across this opportunity to teach in、uh, Taipei. So、uh, yeah, because I really didn't want to, you know. Financially burdened my parents anything, but I still wanted to go to a lot of countries. So ISEC is wonderful for people who are interested in exploring, or like who who are interested in interning in other countries for a short period of time.、Uh, so ISEC provided me with this opportunity. If I'm not wrong, through the National Taiwan University, this is something that was organized. I'm really not sure about this.、Uh, So yeah, the there is this、uh, school. If I'm not wrong, in Wulai, it's an area in Taipei, and、uh, there there was this opportunity to teach English and share something about your culture. So yeah, I was like, okay, let's try it out. And by that time, I already started studying Chinese, so <laughs> a Mandarin Chinese, and、uh, I was like, why not give it a try? And I really don't know how I did it because my mom is still shocked. She's like, "You from a conservative family just went off all alone to Taipei without any family members, nobody <laughs> over there. Just you and your backpack happily went off to Taipei." She's、yeah. still in a shock over it.、Okay. She's still shocked. She's like, "How did how did you do it? I still don't understand how you did it." Well, I guess it runs in the blood. You're adventurous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Are, are they happy I, about that? 
or oh, they're yeah, like she's no, no. <laughs> no 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 it's she's just kind of in a how to say happy for me but at yeah. the same time astonished that i completed yeah, that journey sort of yeah. thing you know yeah, yeah yeah because i in a way come from a conservative background mm-hmm. none of the people from my family have you know they have gone to the countries as you know vacation sort of thing yeah. but not like this like an internship there. yeah nothing like that okay vacations are everything is covered you have a yeah. tour guide everything this was completely different yeah this yeah. was you going to a place living in a completely different place yeah without any tour guide no hotel nothing yeah yeah it's mm. it's a different experience if you ask me it's not like vacation and uh, in a way you see the culture better this way mm-hmm. because you are living with the natives yeah in a way i was um, i was not living with the natives but i was sort of surrounded by everything native uh so it's kind of different from a vacation you know you come face to face with so many things that are so different from it was a little bit of a culture shock for me as well not so much that i couldn't yeah well, which adjust. are the parts which are the parts that are uh, were culture shock for you uh i mean i can't uh, remember it very well right yeah. now but um are you a vegetarian no no i'm oh, a non vegetarian okay. so the food what was the food a shock to you the food was amazing <laughs> i know a lot oh. of people don't say this i know yeah. a lot of people don't say this yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, the food was not the culture shock yeah. uh so i don't know if i should say this or no but as you can see Indians don't generally wear swimsuits and sit in a hot spring all around. Like if oh, there is a hot spring, okay. you won't see us wearing bikinis and sitting out in the open. Got it. Oh yeah, Ula is pretty yeah. famous for hot for springs. hot springs. Yeah. yeah. So, so for you, imagine my shock. Yeah. Imagine my shock. I so I heard as. Of course, I had to go to a hot spring, right? I'm, I'm in Ula. Come on. So I go to this this area, and um, that during that time there was a friend. There he was another Isaac intern who was there with me during that time, uh-huh. and uh, he stripped down to his, uh, you know, swim trunks or whatever. Yeah. Like in yeah. a minute, yeah. I just turned around like this. I turned back and. Oh, voila! He's in his swim trunks. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what happened right now? And people all around me are in their swimsuits, and you know, in all that. And that time, I was like in a cultural shock. Oh, so you were not prepared to change? Um, no, into swimsuits. I no. So yeah. you were just gonna go in with your t-shirts and and shorts. I just dipped my calves. Ah. Uh... Yeah, very very unfortunate. But now now I'm completely over that culture shock. I'm like, okay. wanna go, bro? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait, yeah. so like even during the stay in Taiwan, that you didn't really go into the hot spring, did you? No, that's my like ever living regret. I plan to go back sometime soon. Totally, yes, yeah. totally. We should go back together because I haven't mm-hmm. been in the hot spring for a long time. Oh. <gasps> <gasps> Yeah. What? Okay. Oh wait. So like, they didn't tell you to bring swimsuits either. No, I don't think they felt the need to. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure people, I think I was kind of like the first Indian intern who went there. And uh, I don't think the previous um, interns, they must have done a pretty good research and everything before yeah. they went. But Got because it. this was like my first internship abroad of this sort, yeah. I literally had no idea what it would entail for me kind of Got thing. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like my regret and like the only cultural shock I had when I was in Taiwan. Got but it. other than that, oh my God, the kids are so cute. <laughs> the kids are so cute. I know. Did, you point, yeah. did they point at you and say you're a foreigner? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, to the contrary, they were like uh, pretty, uh, you know, they like Indian features, you know, the the eyes and all. And they were always like, kind of like you're pretty and all. But at the same time, I think there is this, um, how to say, the way Indian people are is kind of different from foreign people. Like at the same, how to... Um, how do I say this? I don't wish to hurt anybody's sentiments, but what Indians say girls are healthy is actually considered kind of like fat in Taiwan. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the that, conception the, about weight. Yeah, the conception of weight is kind of different from India and Taiwan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that, that tiny judgment was what I could see. Tell, tell me what actually happened. Why would, you, why would you come to a conclusion that like the weight standard is different? It's Did not about weight. Yeah, as in they didn't say something about you being um, fat and all that. But, you know, mm-hmm. I had this uh, person who just gave me black coffee and he said, hey, it's good for weight reduction. I'm like, okay. Wow. Okay. They Not probably mean well, but they never thought that it could be offensive. Oh yeah, he meant well. <laughs> he didn't mean it in a you know malicious sort of way. Yeah. Uh, but I I just took it in a good spirit though. I mean, I'm like I I really don't. Uh, it's fine. You don't take it as an offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, you take it as an offense when he means it in a very yeah. bad way, somewhere yeah. where he wants to hurt you sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. the person who said that is not the kind of person I thought was a bad person. He actually yeah, yeah, helped yeah. me a lot when I was in Taiwan. Mm. So I could see that this was not this was not something he said to hurt me or anything. But just normally, just like something he observed and um I could understand his perspective from some, I could understand because of the people I've been seeing around over there. Uh, but at the same time, it didn't feel good. Mm, I can feel you. It, yeah, yeah. Right now, thinking back to my own culture, hmm, I never thought that way. Thank you for bringing that up. Because I, I guess in Taiwan, where I was brought up, um, that's true. A lot of times we talk about health. We talk, mm-hmm. and then that's always related to you know your your shape and your weight, um your your fat percentage and all that. So yes, I guess people mean it in a very good way. It's like oh, drink this tea. This will help you to re, you know <laughs> reduce water retention or um uh, uh, they reduce the fat in your body. But like wow, yeah. And then so it it was not like that when you grew up in, in mm-hmm. your home. Yeah, I mean, at least um, they in home it's different, you know. But in a foreign country, it's kind of different. Yeah. In home, yeah, that you face as a as a 
female in the society always get judgments mm-hmm. it's not anything new after a point of time you know like if it's hurting your eyes just look away i don't care i'm happy oh, wow. the way i am yeah 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 i mean okay. yeah see you just stay the way you are you know yeah. you want to grow thin go grow thin if you are fine the way you are yeah. just stay the way you are i think mental health is more important than physical health at the end of the day Yeah, at least yeah, yeah. to a point you know i'm not saying become a piece or anything but you know i'm in a i'm at a healthy like my bmi and everything is healthy it's not maybe supermodel thin i'm not supermodel thin but i'm healthy so obviously i'll value my mental health more than my physical health after that so yeah i right in coronavirus time also i i literally am you know eating a lot of junk food as a way to cope up with a lot of things but yeah i sort of became a health freak also maybe that one comment stayed in my mind for a very long time so after that i sort of became a health freak and that's why i'm telling you now even if somebody says that i will not get a cultural shock you know or you know feel hurt or anything it's as simple as that yeah cool cool thank you for sharing that let's talk about food since you lo- love it so much <laughs> um <laughs> I, i i met a lot of indians who didn't like taiwanese food including my own husband louis like uh-huh. some of the food items is just not really tasty for him um what did you like the mm-hmm. best uh unfortunately i don't remember the names of all of them but i can describe them to you uh so one thing was this kind of sausage on the stick and they were oh, like yeah. getting so sold out thing. in mulai it's simple i know it's yeah. simple the one thing i like about taiwanese food is they're not many spices mm-hmm. you don't use spices you use natural food flavoring for you know to make dishes and all mm-hmm. and that's completely that's different but at the same time i didn't hate it i loved yeah. it yeah. the only thing i didn't like was squid i somehow squid? squid squid oh, squid oh you don't like it squid. why not <laughs> yeah i hated it i mean it's just a taste you know you just don't like the taste and uh, somehow because of the you obviously the language barrier between us they failed to mention there was a squid like the dish was about a squid like it was made from squid and uh, i put it in my mouth and the next minute it kind of came out because i just i was like what the hell did i eat <laughs> I was, oh god yeah the squid was the one bad experience that yeah. the, with food with respect to food that i did not like how did it taste like for you for me it's just like it doesn't taste that much or is it like too much seafood smell seafood you know the the, the seafood sort of um how to say this the taste and the odor that squid carries I don't know how it works, but like a fishy smell or taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you didn't like it. Mm, no. And, And other than how, that, how was it cooked in? Was it like a stir fry or like? Because I it was in a curry form. Because if it was stir fried, I could have figured it out that it okay. was squid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It yeah, was an, it I think, some sort of a curry. Got yeah. It. Okay. Interesting. Oh yeah, and the one more cultural shock that I got over there was that kids were the one who were 
cleaning the school and they were the ones who were cleaning the school cooking the food mm. and you must have noticed like from our university only that students don't do this sort of this sort of things and mm. it is like the same situation in schools as well we have separate help for people who cook and clean and everything but uh, it was kind of amazing actually i promote that sort of learning if you ask me the students i think they were assigned to clean not only the toilets the school and you know one class was assigned to cook you know and it was something different and something i was not used to and i'm like oh wow yeah and then i sort of realized it's something it's kind of the same thing that even japanese schools follow yeah in a lot of way even japanese people has the students cook and uh, you know clean and everything mm-hmm. so that's another thing that i found that was not exactly a cultural shock but it was a very kind of a shock thing. yeah it was yeah. very different yeah. so so how is it um how does it look like for for you like when you're growing up who cleans the school and classrooms so how do i put this so it's generally cleaners cleaners uh okay or janitors like so there are people designated for that job True. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. In Taiwan, before college, we have to take turns to clean our classrooms, our common areas on campus, and yeah. Okay. So, like for you, it's pretty boring. It's just like, wow, these people yeah. are very self-sufficient. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and I guess serving the food as well. Yeah, it's also one of the culture that you know we need to help ourselves and help other people in Taiwan. I guess in the school system. And so, yeah, every every day from my school that I grew up with, it's like every day we will rotate people to serve the food into people's plate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I guess a lot of Indian schools, you guys bring your own lunch, right? True. Yeah, so it's not like a everyone is the same that kind of situation. Uh, so I've been in school where you get your own lunch, and I've been in school where you are served in the canteen as well, like yeah. in the boarding school, for example. Okay. Boarding school, you have uh, can you have other people, for example. It's yeah. kind of the it's kind of like, like the Gino. same. Yeah, like general. Yeah, you yeah. have Sodexo. It was same Sodexo in my school as well. Sodexo was contracted for you know serving food. That's right. Yeah, Sodexo is also here on my campus here in Denver. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of the same. The the center here is a lot higher. I I do like the food over here. And mm-hmm. for Jindo, I'm not really picky that food. So it's like people always complain about it. I just I, I guess think I when they it. find like um, interesting insects in their food, they have a very good reason to complain. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have the personal experience myself, but um, Facebook always used to have interesting po- posts with, "Oh, thanks you, Sodexo, for the non-vegetarian food you have given us today." <laughs> yeah, everybody was like, "Burn Sodexo!" <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess mistakes happen because uh, I don't know. I don't want to like uh, get into all of it, but yeah, yeah. you can't help. You're feeding more than two thousand. students every yeah, day yeah. for breakfast lunch and dinner and snacks as well yeah. mistakes are bound to happen and you can't be in control of everything and i guess But they're also on a budget they are on a budget yeah 
Hmm. Let's talk about a little um on the stereotypical ideas that Taiwanese had on you. Um. I don't know what they thought exactly, but uh, what do they usually ask you? What kind of questions? I really don't remember. <laughs> but 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 <laughs> I can tell you that um, I, as I told you, my internship was not only about me teaching English, but something, uh, but also about Indian culture as well, right? So. And I, by that time, I have been doing yoga for a pretty long time. So, India is also associated with yoga, right? Always. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, always, always. So, <laughs> I managed to, you know, show them like a couple of poses and all, and you know, it was. I don't know what they thought exactly. One thing, what I've already told you, and. Um, Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a good one. I have a good one. So they realized I couldn't cook. <laughs> yeah, then... yeah. I know that's kind of uh, that's kind of uh, weird for a lot of people out there, but um, for them, I think cooking is sort of like I think they have home economic classes and all. But in India, we do not have such things because. You know, we hire people for everything, for cleaning, cooking, and everything. So, uh, my experience with cooking, even at my own, at my place, is just until Maggie. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so Maggie uh, is a hmm, signature instant noodle, and it's it's kind of like a dried noodle. It's not. There's no soup in there, so you just cook it as if you're cooking. So you boil water and put it on it, soak it for a few minutes, or you can put it in the microwave and heat it up and drain the water and put some masala on it and then stir. I mean, if you don't drain the water, it's kind of soupy, blah blah blah. Everybody's taste. Yeah, and then you can add an egg or veggies or you know chilies or uh, cheese, anything. You can yeah. add literally anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. So I I was wondering, like, I felt there's a huge different social structure difference as well in Taiwan. Um, I feel a lot of people who hire those, uh, you know, chefs, cooks, cleaners, they are at least above middle upper class. But I guess in India, it's a lot cheaper to hire someone, even when you're a middle class person. Yeah, definitely. Mm, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so let's talk about languages. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when you're growing up, what did you learn in language um, subjects? So I guess uh, this is something not um, a lot of countries have. The fact that all Indians at the end of the day are multilingual. Because yes. yeah, it's it's a fact. If you so what do you speak? It, I speak. If you're talking about my regional languages, I yeah. speak Hindi, Telugu, and um, English. Like English is not exactly regional, yeah. but yeah, I I'm actually to tell the truth more comfortable with English than my own mother tongue. Telugu. Yeah. Ah, and how does Hindi 
place in that position are you comfortable speaking hindi yeah i am completely comfortable um why because um, my dad kind of had a transferable job you know so i was supposed to like relocate every two years all over india yeah so i stayed in a lot of northern states like gujarat and delhi and all so and because i stayed when i was young i could pick up the language faster so hindi kind of uh, became how to say a language that i could speak fluently yeah uh in hyderabad also like most people know hindi because of we have a lot of muslim population right so they speak hindi at least the language is kind of similar to hindi urdu yeah yeah so it kind of became how to say a regional language it's where it's a mix of kind of hindi telugu and all uh so in, in, if you are living in india if you are born in india you are multilingual and that's a fact yeah and i guess um english is kind of embedded in your education yeah, yeah. i don't know if it's learning english oh from kindergarten oh okay um i have a question so i guess not everyone is as um i also heard they're only like multi no not multilingual like a monolingual so only one language for example you go to a hindi medium school then it's only hindi and and then some people go to english medium school so it's like hindi and english or english with mm-hmm. another original language so i i heard um the english medium schools are more expensive so would you say like some people if they cannot afford the education for kids they will go for a regional language schools and they are they don't speak english there so i can't say much about this subject be- mostly because in cities yeah. you don't have many regional language schools oh okay so if there are regional language schools they are limited to towns and villages yeah, yeah. so yeah. i myself have personally not stayed in a village for a very long time okay to understand but yeah yeah i have heard of uh, schools being regional yeah. where you know they're teaching in a language that is the mother tongue or the the language in that area yeah. uh but i think those schools are becoming few and far in between few and far between because um there's no i guess scope for those kind of schools people yeah. are looking for english people are looking for english it doesn't matter that it costs extra yeah yeah because future in india it's really necessary that you know english yeah in any job sector mm. it has become mandatory to know yeah. english unless unless you're going to stay probably on the basic job so I, why i asked that question is i that's also one of the motivation i started learning hindi a lot of foreigners went to delhi they don't need hindi right but like mm-hmm. i so dexo people can't could not speak english so when i asked them to fix something or i'm calling a driver or i i need something from somewhere i realized i couldn't speak english at all, um to them at all so then i that, that's how i realized that oh not everyone will speak english and then probably i don't know it where they're coming from maybe they're coming from a poor family background so they didn't go to english schools yeah, yeah it's that's completely possible i mean haryana that area mm-hmm. is kind of like that 
okay uh how to say very close to their culture like okay. very super protective Marcor. of their culture yeah 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 <laughs> uh super protective of their culture and all but at the same time i have not exp- like i have not met many people who are not you know sufficient in at least two languages can be either hindi and english or just hindi and telugu and their local language as well because hindi is something like literally the whole country knows like most of the people in the entire country know not just north india but south india as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah i can't say the same that people know like people in north know south indian languages yeah yeah oh, but most of definitely not <laughs> not no <laughs> but most of the south indians do know north indian languages yeah is hyderabad considered south india yeah okay okay got it so you're kind of in there that you know both sides of the mm-hmm. the dynamic got it um how long did you learn telugu for i only so if you're talking about like in a class mm-hmm. like learning al- uh, you know learning alphabets and all um just a year just a year yeah <laughs> so it's like a home language or regional language that you speak every day but you didn't learn it no Ooh, okay wow can you so that's it? why even sorry yeah i can it takes okay. time okay. but that one year was actually sufficient maybe because i you know i am um my the language the telugu language is everywhere around me i'm surrounded by telugu language people speak okay. telugu and all the notice boards everything are in telugu around me yeah, yeah, yeah. so even that one year was sufficient for me to stay in touch with telugu for my entire life and also obviously it's my mother tongue and it's yeah. the kind of it's the only language i speak to uh, speak with my family at home okay yeah yeah ah, is it alphabetical yeah okay so just uh, but the script is different from hindi yeah yeah it's completely different from hindi okay got it's it kind of told to be a really difficult language yeah. if you are going into literature and all but if you want a basic study like you want to read Yeah, one year was sufficient. I can't write very well. Mm-hmm. I can speak and read very well. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, is the script similar to other languages, or is its own? So, what do you mean by other languages? It's not similar to Hindi. Okay. It's not at all similar to Tamil. Okay. It's kind of similar to Kan. So you can't. I can't say mm-hmm. other But languages. No. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kannada. It's a little similar to Kannada, yeah. but it's very different from Hindi and Tamil. And um, I've not come across any other languages that much. Got but I, Gujarati is kind of similar to Hindi. Like if you know Hindi, yeah. you can figure out yeah, Gujarati. Yeah, yeah, the, the alphabets are very. Yeah, similar. you can yeah, figure yeah. out. Mm, got it. Got it. I wow, this is exciting. I'm just like so. so excited about like indian languages and its scripts and all um mm. i've been learning hindi and oh yeah this year after the pandemic started i started my duolingo app to learn hindi uh-huh. reading so then i can read a lot better now because before i can only speak very poorly <laughs> yeah okay then moving on you learn more languages what did you learn Uh so I learned uh, Japanese mm-hmm. as I said and then French and um 
I learned German for only like three, four months, but I'm planning to continue now. Yeah. Because I think at that point, it just became like too many languages for me. Yeah. And I was losing grip because I was planning to write JLPT. Okay. And yeah, so um, I couldn't study for JLPT and also I dropped German for some time. JLPT is the proficiency Japanese, test for Japanese. Yeah, Japanese. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Which one do you want to talk about first? <laughs> Today is all about <laughs> languages. <laughs> okay, so JLPT. I can talk about JLPT. There's nothing much to talk about. When did you start it's, learning it, Japanese? Uh, 2018, September 22nd. That's like two years ago. Like, So did you... Uh, did you learn that in college? No, it, it started like right after I graduated, yes. Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember, there was this uh, girl called Ragini. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Me. she was, uh, she already studied. Uh, so I just uh, really don't like the fact that uh, Japanese embassy has not put um, a center for studying Japanese in Hyderabad. But it has centers in Delhi, Chennai, and uh, if I'm not wrong, Bombay. Yeah. So she studied from, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Japan, she studied Japanese from Chennai. Yeah. yeah. From that embassy associated. (laughs) Let's do a shout out to her. I miss her. Yeah, Yeah. I taught her. I think she came after you. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, no, I mean not came after you but like I taught you first and then okay, she yeah, was yeah. like a freshman for master program or something like that mm-hmm. yeah 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 okay no so, I don't know you were there for this or no because I think this was after you left actually yeah. we we started an anime club in um, Jindal yeah that's something new I didn't yeah know we were not there we were not yeah. there so we that's started cool. an anime club yeah. we did cosplay and everything yeah, what? you missed it. <laughs> that is so cool. Did you make your own costume? No, I'm not that proficient. No. Like, so we bought the costume. Okay. Mm. Wow, that is so cool. I'm so excited. And I, I don't know if you remember the college fest. Remember the college fest that used to happen where we put yeah. stalls and yeah, 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 you know yeah. you can order food of a yeah. lot of uh, types. So we, we set up a Japanese stall where yeah. we were selling okonomiyaki, and you know the Japanese omelette and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Teriyaki chicken, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Is the club still going on? <laughs> I have no clue. Like the so I was like only in touch with my juniors, and they have passed out as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your generation. Oh. But yeah, we, we I I liked the exclusivity of my club. Like I liked the fact that there were not many people. Yeah. It was just maybe max six to seven to eight people okay and all of us used to you know we used to book a classroom yeah and we used to watch anime and that's how actually to say this truth i didn't even start my japanese in 2018 i started way way before that like trying to speak the phrases we know in japanese to each other Mm -hmm. and you know because you pick up and you watch so much of anime every day you automatically pick up a lot of things yeah, yeah, yeah. Even without starting the grammar or anything. So we started speaking in Japanese. The little things that we know, we used yeah. to speak. That is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was niche. cool. 
Yeah, yeah. In, in Sony Pad, Haryana, and then there is a, a a group of fans who love anime and then um, did cosplay. That is so cool. And then, so after you graduate, you started learning properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where did you go to learn that? So uh, there are only like few good institutions in Hyderabad if you want to study languages. And um, I studied from this institution called Ramakrishna Math. It's kind of very well known. Its its centers are there in Chicago as well. There is one. Uh, I mean, obviously, it started from India. Uh, it's like um, how to say. Uh, it's kind of like a charitable trust, and uh, it was after. So Ramakrishna Math. Is the place where the institute Vivekananda Institute of Languages is there? It's called uh, VIO, uh, VIOL if you want to look it up, and uh, they teach all foreign languages along with spoken English. Like you said, uh, there are I guess um, you know people who study in regional school, uh, you know schools with regional languages. So this this uh, school has spoken English classes as well. For people who want to start speaking English because of job interviews, and literally every place needs that um, you know qualification of English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this institute, I met a really wonderful professor, and I call him Pavan Sensei. Like I call you Ping Laoshi <laughs> in Japanese. <laughs> Pavan Sensei. <laughs> Pavan Sensei. Yeah. The perfect cultural blend. <laughs> Perfect to say, and now I'm called a sensei myself. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so he was he's like like a wonderful person who really helped me with Japanese. You know, it's really difficult to find, like you said. If I search online, you know, actually, uh, there's something I can share with you. I tried searching online when I started. Start, uh, I want. I realized I wanted to study Japanese, and there are obviously hundreds of options if you look. In Google, if you search in Google, there are hundreds of options. But which one do you know is genuine, and which one is a scam? Because there was this one person who said, uh, "Pay me five lakhs, ten lakhs. I will make sure you pass N one." And I'm telling you, that's a scam. That's a scam. I hope you didn't pay. No, <laughs> I'm a law student. I'm a law student. That really helped me a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It. You start questioning. I mean. It just helps you. It expanded my world yeah. because Jindal does doesn't just just uh, doesn't just uh, teach you law. Mm -hmm. It kind of opens your mind to a lot of possibilities. That's true. Yeah, yeah. and um, oh, I for before I forget, there was this um, center for Chinese studies under Wenjuan Laoshi. Sorry, Wenjuan Laoshi. Um, she was a professor. She was a professor. Um, I was an assistant for the center as well, and I was a teacher's assistant for her subject. Um, okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like my connection with uh, you know this language, with the culture, it kind of went pretty deep, if you ask me. In yeah, general, yeah. Oh, okay. Are they offering um, Mandarin classes at Jindo, like under that that center? No, 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 not classes. The, no this classes. is, um, uh, how to say this? This is uh, related to Chinese language, Chinese law studies. I forgot the exact word for the subject. Research. 
yeah this was research this was subject oriented this was all about um, law and um, maybe culture a little bit of culture in china yeah subject okay. was based on that it was not about language yeah got it so you learned japanese for two years and now you're a sensei yourself how how yeah. did that happen uh so what happened uh what happens in ramkrishna mate is um so the same thing that happened when you were teaching chinese if i'm pretty sure you will relate to this it starts out with 50 people it starts out with 50 people how many people are left in the end <laughs> three <laughs> three <laughs> yeah and then, and then shout out to shubham shubham didn't even show up so just you and prank pranja Pran- I don't, Pranjil, know, Pranjil, yeah, Pranjil, Pranjil, Pranjil. I don't know how to speak his like his name, but because I always call him in Mandarin. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think it was Shu Beifong, right? Beifong. Yeah. Yeah. And then, wow, that's right. Actually, it was more than fifty people. I think it was seventy-five or almost a hundred. And then we divide it into like two sections, and then people kind of start, you know. Going away because it's mm-hmm. like as we go more serious than only the serious people will stay. Yeah. That's exactly And the same thing that happened when uh, yeah because in Ramkrishna Mart also it's kind of like first come first serve. Whoever pays and the fees is not much. It's as I said, it's a charitable institution. They their purpose is to spread to you know make people capable. That's all. They are not interested. They are not doing it for the money. So I kind of am. I am kind of honored that I am teaching at such an institute, you know, which is, you know, focused more on trying to make people capable, and you know, it's more about the studies rather than about earning money. I, if you ask me, such institutions are very less nowadays, as you can, as you have said. Um, you know, if you want to study a language, it costs you ten dollars a minute or something like that. Well, it's, not yeah. Well, it will be a lot more <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> in in Colorado, I reached out to a tutoring agency for learning one-on-one Hindi. They gave me a quote of sixty dollars an hour. Oh And my like, god! Yeah, our minimum wage is about thirteen to fifteen dollars an hour. Mm. Yeah, so very expensive. Ah, okay. And tell me how how did you? So you finished some levels, and, yeah. And how did you get the job to become a sensei? Like, so as I told, as you realized, like you said, they're only left with four or five people. Yeah. We started with fifty people. Yeah. Approximately fifty people. Yeah. And uh, they are left with what? Five people. <laughs> Okay. Five to six people, <laughs> and in that five to six people, also Sensei could see like he has a lot of experience that mm. there are people who are able to capture the language. Yeah, it's and maybe because I was so much of an anime fan, yeah, it was actually easier for me to you know I hardly studied for Japanese to tell the truth. I could just remember all the alphabets, all the words. Mm. I never like I can tell you, I I didn't study. I used to go for classes, and I could just remember everything. Maybe that that love to learn that language. Yeah, I can tell you, it was it was more than Chinese. It was much easier than Chinese yeah, for yeah, me yeah, like, because Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could just 
learn the language really fast at least the basics and all okay so there were like just two or three people left to tell the truth who were in that stage to go further in the language mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and some people just stopped at that level where he taught and uh, after that he just took a test on he asked us because he asked us are you interested in teaching japanese and um, i mean he's known us for almost one year one, one and a half year and you know he's um, he's one of those who who if you show him that you're genuinely interested in learning a language he sticks with you to the end sort of like you i guess <laughs> yeah sort of like you uh he's one of those and i'm really lucky to have people like you him who you know encourage me to you know i'm pretty sure even if i ask you a doubt right now you will help me oh i will yeah <laughs> and <laughs> i'll find out the answer of, if i don't <laughs> yeah 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 so he's that sort of a person to tell the truth okay. yeah so he took he made us you know demonstrate how you're going to teach and all Yeah. and uh, he was satisfied and he's like why don't you try mm. and based on his recommendation only i could get this job or else obviously mm-hmm. they you need to have a certain how to say level of education and all mm. but uh, because of his trust in us he these people you know felt confident to try me out for a session yeah, yeah. and after that as people say it's a history <laughs> Okay, and then you started. Did you get nervous when you first started teaching? Yeah, because as a teacher, I'm pretty sure you will empathize. Uh, you always doubt yourself because you know if you teach them something wrong, it's going to stay with them for the rest of their language. Right? <laughs> okay, is, I, I would not teach... stress. <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah, if I, I teach them wrong, I'm gonna come back and fix it. That's it. <laughs> no, you can come back and fix it, but when you are a new teacher, it kind of uh, hits your self confidence as well, right? Totally. Because you're like, oh my god, I taught something wrong. Do I deserve to be a teacher? Do I deserve to teach these people? That is yeah. something I constantly question myself during the first uh, session, but. I just realized the more I taught them, the more easier Japanese became for me. My basics became so strong because you you you're teaching the same thing so many times, and uh, yeah, now I am like not like I obviously get so many students, and because Ram Krishna Mat, it's not you're not teaching kids exactly. I'm yeah. teaching people who are younger than me, who are much yeah. older than me. Yeah. I have to manage all these sorts of uh, people. especially these days in online classes which is much more difficult if you ask me uh so you have to sort of keep them interested in the language also not make it a uh, very how to say banal sort of thing um i sort of figured out how to do that like you know telling them about some japanese folk folk tales and you know showing them videos because it's online i can show them so many videos about japanese culture food how and Jap- Jap- japan has so many things that they do much much like so different like the things they do are so much different than what we do like the technology the um i'm pretty sure you must have heard about the vending machines for all sorts of things that they have india we just got vending machine like 2 years ago for what drinks they have vending machine for ramen for phones 
for all sorts of things. They are technologically advanced. It's a fact that we must accept. Yeah. Got it. So there's so many many interesting things. So my aim while I'm teaching is to get them interested in the culture because that is something you taught me. You are interested in the culture. You want to learn the language. If it is just about me teaching you A, B, C, D, learn A for Apple, that's it. You'll be like, why? Why should I learn A for Apple? But you are learning maybe this, you're learning this language maybe because you want to see this anime, Naruto, without subtitles. Okay. Yeah, so it's like that. Trying to get them interested and uh, keeping that interest. Yeah. It, that's, why, that's what I told you. That's how I'm, I realized I have some management skills. Yes, you do. Yes. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I can see the passion in you in teaching. And, you know, I, I think that's what is most important. Other skills you can be learned and everything can mm-hmm. be found online and you can always find teachers group to discuss, the, you know, teaching strategies and all that um, because of the time. So one last question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, what do you, what is your future plan? Do you plan to go to Japan or, uh, you know, to keep on going on that language route? I am planning to go um, in the language route, but um, I'm not sure where it's going to end because I've just learned to take life as it comes. I just don't want to make two-year plan or anything. I just want to decide at that point what are the opportunities that I have and do I like does that lose those uh, opportunities make me happy and if it does i'll go ahead if it doesn't i'll just stay where i am awesome i'm so sorry because we are out of time but i will love to continue talking with you another time on other languages that you have learned and maybe just more of the um that language aspect, like how you learn it, the strategy and all that. But like today, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you for, you know, letting me do the show. Thanks for listening to Chai with Ping. Let us hear your voices and stories. Please share this episode, like and follow us on Instagram at Chai with Ping. You can also email us at chaiwithping at gmail.com. Till next time.